We're back, and we're drunker than ever. It's me, Dino Wizard. And TG. Yeah, the man with the, what would you call that, soul patch? I don't know. Uh, more like, uh, I don't think it's quite enough to be a soul patch yet. I think it's more of a conscience patch. Okay. I mean, either way, you got a face for radio, so it works out. Uh. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, today, we're talk- today is a sad day. We're, we have to talk about the chain smokers. Memories do not open. But alternatively, we also get to listen to gorillas, humans, humans with a Z, and uh, the Grateful Dead live album. I don't think they actually named it. it just They just called it. Uh, it was like Cornell 5877. Yeah, it was 5877. The one I saw was live at Barton Hall, Cornell University, Ithaca. Ithaca, New York. Something like that. I'm like, okay, but yeah, I'm something like that. But I didn't feel like saying all that, so we're just calling it five eight seventy seven. That's uh, right, folks. It's a throwback episode. Well, partially. Uh, I mean, in a way, we are talking about the gorillas. So, anyway, uh, to start off, we got uh, Gorillas Humans album. So, for those of you who aren't aware, the Gorillas was a '90s group. I think most 90 kids are aware of them. I'm sure, TG, you've at least heard the name. I, I don't know if you listen to them a lot. I mean, I've, I've, heard, I've heard Feel Good Inc., but that's really about it, uh, about it until I listen to this. It's one of those – they're one of those groups that really became famous, especially with uh, Adult Swim and Toonami. They had a lot of stuff on those shows because, uh, for those not aware, they're not actually a group. Somebody makes the music, but the group themselves is a bunch of cartoons. Uh female singer, bass guitarist, drummer, and uh, lead singer. Uh, so, yeah, they're kind of unique. And at the time that they came out in the 90s, they were very special in the way that they kind of were I'm trying to think of a proper description of their music type, but I don't think there really is one. They kind of hit all genres in one way or form. I think I've heard them called trip hop. Trip hop's a good way to describe it. I kind of think of like a rap rock mixture where they're because a lot With of there's a lot of electronic influence yeah. thrown in too. Yeah, and I think it was really unique for the time because we those that group was getting a bunch of songs in the top five in a time where you wouldn't really see bands that weren't female pop singers or boy bands in the top five. So it was kind of a break from reality at the time to trying to get this new genre out. So they came out with an album recently, which got a lot of hype prior to it coming out, called Humans, spelled with a Z, and Gorillaz is spelled with a Z as well. Here's a sample off of their song, We Got the Power. Power to be loving each other no matter what happens. We got the power to do So that's just a taste. Um, I don't know. So I've got some thoughts on this album, but TG, I'll turn it over to you. What What were your feelings since this was something that was kind of new to you? Um, this was probably one of the more fun albums uh, that I've listened to since we've started doing this little project of ours. It was um, 
You know, when I first looked it up and saw that the list of contributors to the album was like 30 or 40 entries long, like seriously, there were, it was, it was almost easier to list who was not involved in this <laughs> album than who was involved in this album. So at first I'm like, okay, this is kind of intimidating. Um, this is going to sound like a train wreck because, I mean, you know what they say, too many cooks spoil the broth or some bullshit like that. Cue up that, like, 20-minute-long Adult <laughs> Swim thing in the background, will ya? But, um, but surprisingly, I guess, like, I think the main guy behind Gorillaz, I think his name's, like, Damien Albarn or something. Um, I had that pulled up a second ago. Anyway, he must have a really solid sense of where he wants his project to go because despite the just countless numbers of people that went into putting this together... Every song, to me at least, seemed to have both its own unique kind of identity while still kind of fitting into the overall theme of the album. And speaking of theme, I really wanted to try and see if there was a, a solid, like, overarching lyrical theme to it as well. And according to Wikipedia and a couple other places, this album is supposed to be like a reaction to the current political climate, i.e. Trump and all that kind of thing. I I personally didn't see that very solidly, um, but all the same, I mean, it, it was it was a lot of fun to listen to. I personally liked uh, Strobe Light, and uh, what was what was the one that you picked as the the clip again? Uh, we, we got the power. We got the power. Yeah, yeah. I think those were two of the more standout tracks to this album. Um, although honestly, it's kind of hard for me to pick any at all because this was such a it was almost more of a mixtape than an album, really. And it that just led to a really interesting sound. And I, I don't know, I'm, I'm having a hard time articulating my thoughts. So really, I'll just cut myself off and say, I really think this is one that's worth listening to at least once. Even if you're not already a fan of the Gorillaz, it, it just, it's fun to listen to, grab a beer. I don't, you know, whatever you want to do, just sit back, listen to it, play some video games. You'll... I can think of worse ways to spend a Sunday afternoon. Yeah, I will say it's got a good vibe in general, and it it kind of mellowed in. It's a good thing to listen to, like, in the background of a lot of stuff. I could see myself listening to this while I work and everything. Uh, I was kind of more disappointed in the album in a lot of ways, but I think that was just from my high expectations because unlike you, I have listened to them in the 90s, and I really liked a lot of their older stuff. Demon Days in particular was a very good album. But that's also part of what made the Gorillas unique was that they never wanted to do the same thing twice. They were always doing something new and something, you know, new mix, new people, unique things that they put out there. So while I wasn't really, I didn't really agree with the, all the vibes and the feelings that they put into their songs here. And I, I guess that's part of what you were touching on is that there was a clear intent that they were trying to get across but their messages were all over the place. Like clearly uh, whoever made all these songs had ideas about what these songs were supposed to be about and what they were trying, the message they were trying to send out. But they just kind of were trying to hit on so many things at once. It just became like a messy little blurb. Some of it's pretty clear. Like we got the power is basically just we're trying to love each other and not hate each other. But then there's a lot of songs out there <laughs> where it's just like, you know, Oh, uh, we're not we're not getting the respect we deserve. Blah blah blah. Da, da, da. And I'm like, well, who is this for? I don't I don't understand. But 
you know, it, overall, overall, it was good. Uh, it was also a little chaotic in my mind. Something that you pointed out, TG, which was that part of the part of the downside of having like forty people involved at the creative process is that you don't get a lot of the original people in there. It felt like when I got this album, I wanted to listen to, you know, the gorillas, the gorillas that I knew, the the original guys. But all of these yeah, songs, like feel good ink, that that kind of song. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, at least the singers and like the plant artists that played that originally, and it seemed like every song, especially early on in the album, every song was featuring some person that I'd never heard of before, like rapping or singing part of it. And maybe that didn't stand out to you because you're not as familiar with it, but like. It's pretty, yeah, I mean, that's fair. It's kind of weird when it's like, you know, you come in and you're like, oh, I know these artists, this artist doing it, and then you come in and they've got some totally new singer who isn't even affiliated with the band singing the lyrics, and you're like, well, this isn't what I came here for. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't really feel negative about the album. I was just kind of disappointed, and that's what's making it hard for me to judge. I would give this like a six or a seven. I was really hoping it would be like, much higher for me but I think overall the sound is good the feelings are good clearly a lot of production effort went into this album it just wasn't what I was personally expecting uh, so any other thoughts on that one um I, I guess like since we're we, we both kind of have different perspectives on this I'd have to say this album did kind of make me want to check out some of their older material a little bit I can't promise that I will but I, I will at least say this could potentially be a good, like, entry-level album if you've wanted to see what gorillas are about, but you've never heard of them. I guess from somebody in that position, there, there's worse ways to get into that, I, I guess. Um, I, I, think that's, I think that's all I got, honestly. Fair enough. All right. Well, on that note, let's get to the one that we both want to hate on. So here we got... Yes. So here we got the Chainsmokers. Uh, the, the title of the album is Memories Do Not Open. Here's a clip from their song. <sighs> I hate to call it a song. Here's a clip from their song, Young. Young. We were so young when we thought that we knew how to love. Thought about anything, everything that did dysfunction. We just gotta own that shit Don't let it go like this Maybe we can go from this Yeah, we both know I go too far Like when... Okay, nice. So, I hope that any of our listeners who are actually seriously listening to that clip realized how bad the lyrics are when that, like, none of the lyrics within the first 20 seconds of the song even rhymed. Anyway, um... I've got some pretty strong feelings about the Chainsmokers. I think TG has some more detailed ones, but I do want to point that out. I really want to get this across, and I'm probably going to hit on it even more, but I think I had an aneurysm just listening to that song, <laughs> Young. So, like, the, rep the reprise of the song is, Don't worry, my love. We're learning to love, but it's hard when you're young. And I was like... That's not well. Okay, get, ignore the ignore the cheesiness of the <laughs> ignore the cheesiness of the lyrics. 
I'm just looking at the lyrics strainly from a songwriting standpoint. None of that rhymes. You put it on a three-beat stanza. It doesn't make any... It really pissed me off. I can't get over it, okay? that You should have enough common <laughs> sense. Like, as a writer who's making all this money off music, you should have enough common sense to not have that be a lyric. Anyway, TG, I know you got shit to say. Go, go. So, I... The, that kept running through my brain as I listened to this is how did these guys get popular? And then I realized I don't actually know anybody that listens to these people, let alone let alone likes them. Um, oh Jesus Christ! Um, I I don't know. Best I've been able to figure out, these guys got their start on like the whole EDM Coachella kind of audience and. You know, I'm going to try to refrain from jumping down their throats on that count too far. Even I, I, I fucking loathe EDM. I think it's like the lowest common denominator of music you can possibly get into. But I'm going to avoid pissing you people off too much because I know a lot of folks love it for reasons I can't comprehend. Well, I will, um, I will say the reasoning that I picked this group, and I was the one who picked them. It was a big regret on my part. But I picked this group because... <laughs> I picked this group because I remembered them from back when they had written the song uh, Take a Selfie, which was a big ironic song about, you know, taking selfies, about being a drunk girl at a club and being, like, really stupid and annoying. And I was like, oh, yeah, well, they're ironic and they're clever. I mean, I'm not necessarily enthralled with their music, but surely they put some pretty good thought into what they're writing. No, I didn't get any of that. I didn't get any of that. So, yeah, keep keep going, TG. No. I mean, you pretty much hit it, hit it on the head. Like, this was some of the most vapid, generic, middle-of-the-road bullshit I think I've ever listened to. Um, the only other album I've had as much trouble listening to is the Grateful Dead album we're going to talk about next. But that was for a totally different reason and is much more positive than you might think. But in this case, it's a negative. Like, song, I'm like, I wanted to quit. I'm like, I can't take it anymore. I've heard the same song three times now. The guy can't sing for shit. I can sing better after half a fifth of tequila and puking my guts out. He was basically... And there's recordings, there's, there's recordings out there somewhere that can prove it. I just don't know where to find them. He's, he was basically um, just reading the lyrics. He wasn't really singing at all. Yeah. In fact, he was... Yeah, I mean, it was like, if I wanted to hear spoken word poetry backed by music, I'd go to downtown Athens on a Wednesday night. It was actually pretty amusing to me that, that you bring up, like, the first three songs were all the same song. I was like, I realized, thinking back, I was like, yeah, they were, but they tried to make it not sound like that by having different singers come on and feature it on the track. They really were just the same song. Oh, and speaking of the featured singers... I, I have no idea who these who these girls are because um, there apparently there were three different girls doing backing vocals on some of these songs and I feel I feel horrific for them I feel horrible for them that they got pulled into this shit show of an album because I, I thought it was all the same chick they they all had that same very generic I'm gonna sing really low kind of, I did a really bad impersonation of it but they did that same kind of raspy kind of I, like they were mournful sound of their voice. They all sounded the same. It sounded so talentless, and it sounded like they, they were. They may well be very talented in their own work, and for their sake, I sure fucking hope they are. But 
Well, it sounded like God, they were trying is... to. It sounded like they were trying to do a bad Lord impression, which means to me that like Lord didn't want to be associated with that. So they bought a bunch of girls that sounded like not really like her, but close enough. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I could. That's not quite on the nail. It's that's that's not quite on the money for me, but th- close enough. That that pretty well sums it up. Just I don't know. Like for me, this was the official album, and I, I full well recognize the the irony of me saying this, having been in the same fraternity as you. But this sounds like the official album of that douchey frat star guy who wants to seem like he's not a complete party animal, wants to seem like he has an, a, a sensitive side. So he listens to this instead of, you know, anything else. I mean, every single song was about very, very, very vapid relationship, melodramatic bullshit. It was just, I don't know. This was, well, they clearly, this was like, I don't know. This is the, go well, ahead. It's like they wrote these songs because they knew it's like, oh, this is stuff that everybody can feel about. But they didn't really put any thought to the lyrics, though, either. Like, if you're listening to a country album, like, most of the songs are the same, you know, lyrical. They're the same subject matter. But they at least have enough, you know, common sense to change up the lyrics and make it sound better and make sure it rhymes. This was like, okay, we picked the subject matter about, you know, being lovelorn and young and making bad decisions. But we don't have enough, but we don't really feel like writing, so we're just gonna put some words down and be like, yeah. And I was like, God, please. Any comments? On top sense. of that, on top of that, it, this almost every song sounds like it could have been at the dramatic, overly emotional midpoint of any young adult novel movie adaptation. Like, you know. That sounds like a compliment at first glance because you're like, oh, this sounds good enough to be in a movie. But then you, re- you remember, young adult novel. We're talking Twilight, Divergent, uh, Divergent, um, uh, anything written by John Green. Um, this is high school level bullshit, and it, it they really should feel bad about themselves for it. Well, it's just clear. I mean, take what you will from it. To me, it's just clear that they didn't put any effort or really any thought. They were just like, we have a following. If we put some music out there and make it a sappy enough, people will listen to it and buy it, and that really upsets me. I don't necessarily yeah, know I, that I, that was the thought process, but based <laughs> on what I heard, I have to believe that was their thought process. I do have to say one positive thing about this album, though, and bear with me here. This album was so piss poor that it made me want to go back and learn musical theory just so that I could, like, scientifically dissect why every song was the exact fucking same. <sighs> okay, so maybe that wasn't that positive, but... I mean, <laughs> I mean it, led to, it led to a positive change in your life, but yeah, I don't know that we would count Well, I that. haven't done it yet, so don't, you know, give me too much applause. Anyway, so, yeah, I'm going to give this one a... Th- a three like I gave the U2 album. I really struggle giving ratings below a three because it's like it has to be genuinely offensive to me. But I was really thinking about it and I was like, no, the music itself, if I just throw out the lyrics and I throw out the fact that it's all just the same song over and over again, it's not god-awful. It's just certainly it's certainly not worth spending any money on. I, I really want to give this a two, but I'm going to keep it at a three just to save for whatever really ridiculous album comes along in the future. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, for any of my fellow metalheads out there, 
I will say this in defense of the chain smokers. At least they're not asking Alexandria. <laughs> All right, fine. For the positives that that gives us. All right. Not very positive. <laughs> Last up. So we got the Grateful Dead. <laughs> Let me get the full name. Live at Barton Hall, Cornell University, Ithaca, New York, 5877. So... I've got a clip from the second song on the album, uh, Loser. This is a live album, so here's a quick clip. thinking back on it, I probably could have picked a better clip. But, uh, yeah, that's what we got. So, TG, I, this is another band that I think you've kind of got some history with. Personally, I never listened to The Grateful Dead all that much. I They're obviously a big musical influence on a lot of people. My uncle, for one, is in love with them. I like the album, but I'm kind of curious to know what your impression of it was. Uh, well, um, as far as The Grateful Dead themselves... They're one of those bands, uh, if I have heard any of their music in the past, I didn't know it was them. But from a stylistic point of view, this is the kind of thing I easily could have seen being put on the stereo in my childhood while my dad was out, you know, grilling and, uh, you know, just the, the overall vibe of the album kind of took me back to like middle and high school when that was what would happen on the weekends. Um, I never, I never really have actively gone out of my way to listen to much Grateful Dead. Um, and I think that's more because my, my understanding is that Grateful Dead is more of a jam band than anything else. And, um, you know, I, to me, that's a little bit different than progressive rock, which, I mean, I could see the argument being made that they fit into that subgenre. But uh, jam, you know, jam rock just seems to be one of those things where you're out to uh, you're out to achieve a specific vibe, a certain feeling, and I, I think like, and this is one of the reasons why I think Grateful Dead is still such a legendary name is, um, they're they're exceptionally good at that. Like, I will admit, I couldn't quite finish this album. Um, it's a mainly long. because it's almost three hours long. It's a long album. My God. I mean, you've got multiple songs that clock in around fifteen to twenty minutes. Okay, okay. Um, I'm a little shocked that you said that you're not in jam bands because we did talk about the Almond Brothers like a few weeks ago, but I guess I get where you're coming from. Yeah, the album itself is like three hours. I think in total length, it's like two hours and 40-something minutes. But yeah, three hours long, it is a ridiculously long album, which taking into consideration that this was a live show, I am very much impressed with the band, but dang. Oh, Absolutely. It's, it's like, yeah, I do agree with you. It's one of those where it's like sitting down and not having listened to them very much at all. Uh, this was a heck of a intro. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> now I, I will, I got to respond to a couple of things you said. Um, when I say that I couldn't finish the album, I don't mean that to say that I, I didn't like it. Uh, this was, this was actually an incredible album. I literally 
just could not find the time to listen to the whole thing. Um, it was just that, like, I mean, because, I mean, you know, you, you work, I'm pretty sure you work more hours in the day than I do. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I work at least 40 hours a week, and I, I've got a couple of other projects that I play around with here and there, and uh, I just, man, I, I got, I think I got through everything but the last three or four songs before I just ran out of time, and, but no, I mean, this was an incredible album. I mean, it's, it's not my usual style, and yeah, I, 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 Feel the same way about this as I did about the Allman Brothers album we talked about. What well, was live at Fillmore East? Fillmore West, East, like yeah, yeah. But I feel the same way about this album that I did with that one. I mean, this was just an incredible example of just one of the greatest live acts in history. And I really wish I could pick out one or two songs to talk about, but... I don't know. I feel like this being the kind of band that they were, more of a jam rock band, the fact this was a live performance, everything just kind of tended to meld together. Um, and I think that was kind of the intention. I don't think they really intended for anyone to pick out any one specific song and really get attached to it. This, was, this wasn't really so much of an album as it was an experience. Like This was something, the first two or three tracks, I tried to pay attention and be really critical and analytical about, but after about 15 minutes, so basically the first song, <laughs> I realized that's not what they're going for. So I just, I laid back, I grabbed a drink, you know, and just relaxed and just kind of experienced it, which I know sounds a little pretentious, but if you know what I mean, you know what I'm talking about. No, and I, I get that. It's more of a vibe of the track and it's a relaxing, it's kind of a blues, yes. it's a bluesy feel. The one thing, and this isn't about the band or anything, this was just the recording equipment that they used for this track or just releasing this track in general. I don't know if you had the same problem that I did. I really struggled to hear what they were singing. I could hear the instruments were great. All the instrumentals came in clear as day. I, huh. It sounded like the singer was muffled for some reason. I don't know. Yeah, if, I didn't really get that. Hmm. And in fact, that was actually a comment that I was going to make as well, is that um, I did not realize this was a live album until about the fourth or fifth song, and I just happened to look back at my phone. Um, I did not realize this was a live album. Um, how did you How did you go about listening to this album, by the way? So I, I listened to it off Google Play. I So they've actually got a couple of different versions of this album. Uh, and that might be the problem is I was listening to it the wrong version. But, uh, yeah, I was listening to the different ones off of YouTube, actually. And they've got, three, they've got three or four. It's the same length, same songs. They just are – there's something different about them. I don't know exactly what it is. So maybe that's you know, part I, of it. I think the version I listened to – because uh, apparently for a while the masters from this show disappeared and they recently got hold of them again in time for like the 40th anniversary. And I think they remastered them and cleaned them up a little bit. That might have been what I was listening to. I'm not entirely sure. But. Well, if that's the case, then yeah, that makes perfect sense. I, I mean, I'm with you. I like the vibe. I like the feel. I think if I had to give the song, the album itself a rating rather, uh, probably somewhere between a seven or an eight. Yeah. A, yeah. Lot, a lot of the songs... No offense to the Almond Brothers. What detracted me from the Almond Brothers was there were some eight and ten minute songs that turned it into twenty minute songs, but that was a lot of it, <laughs> and that happened in here, but there was less of it, 
And maybe there was less of it because the tr- the album was three hours long, so they were able to squeeze in a few more normal eight-minute songs. But, you know, part of that was attractive to me. It's just not that not every song was turning into t- a 20-minute jam session. So I did like this slightly more than the Almond Brothers. Overall, it was a good album. Uh, I liked it. Uh, but, yeah, this is a bit of a harsh introduction to The Grateful Dead, so I'd probably look for something else if you wanted to just get into them. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of follow you on that. My recommendation is this is a great album for sitting back with a couple of beers or a couple of joints, whatever your you know substance of preference is. I'm not judging. This is a free country, supposedly. Um, this is just, I don't know. Just don't don't try to pay attention to it. Just let them. You just let it happen, and um, you know, I don't know. That's that's all I've got to say about that. Man. I don't know. That sounds a little. Uh, I don't know. That sounds a little uncomfortable, to be honest. Just let this happen. Gah. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, no. Kelly Bean, no. <laughs> no, but seriously, it's a good album. Yeah, maybe have it on in the background while you're working or something. That was part of what got me into it more so than anything else. Maybe not something you should focus on, but something you should listen to in the background. I do agree with that. When you're out grilling or something. Anyway. Yeah, because, you know, with these guys live, you got to think about their audience was mainly like hippies, basically. Yeah, stoners. Yeah, I mean, and they're not trying to, like, listen to the next Mozart. They're listening... They're, they're, they're just trying to have a good time, and that's – ultimately, I think that's what this album can bring, a full two hours and 40 minutes of it. All right. Well, I think that's all for this week. TG, you got anything to uh, wrap us up with? Uh, you know, it's it's been a long week. Um, just remember, everybody, you can try your hardest and do your best, work your hardest, but uh, sometimes – it just doesn't make a bit of difference, guys. The balls are inert. <laughs> that's that's my line. Thank you very much. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, yep. Yep. I mean, <laughs> I'm trying to think of the line. I'm trying to remember the line. It's like, one, one, one. No, I'm not editing this out. This is awkward enough as it is. I'm not editing this out. Anyway, there was something about something about uh, two fingers, a uh, relationship, three fingers, a party. I don't remember. Anyway. All right. I have made fun. Of, I have mocked myself enough. Y'all have a good rest of your week. If you have any albums you'd like us to listen to, send us a request at post below. I still haven't set up an email. Anyway, that will happen eventually. Take it easy, guys. Bye-bye. Peace out.